<laughs> Laughter has commenced. Laughter it is time. Commenced. Yes, it's time. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And I'm Audra Wadley. <sighs> yeah, it's a sleepy, it's a sleepy afternoon. Definitely. Coffee didn't even help. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a tunnel of like a vibrational sequence that's just like and I feel like I'm being hugged with it but also like with the enticement of slumber but also the enticement of can I see and like peering out of my eyes and I'm like I think I can see sure let's just keep going I can't feel my body it's fine no problem that's where I'm at today yeah just keep going, keep going. Just keep going, just keep going. Honestly, you know, I, I just got back from spending the weekend with my family, which was a fun weekend. We celebrated my little nephew's birthday. He's not so little anymore. But Yay! Is this 13 or 14? 12. Oh my gosh. He's 12, yes. And, um, you know, so the, the, whole, the whole weekend was like, oh, we played dominoes and we played cars and we played ping pong and we did this and we did that. And Boys so, are so much more active than and, girls. Well, and, you know, a lot of that was even with just, like, the whole family. Like, wow. all of us. That's right? a lot of energy. Oh, I was going to say, by the time they went home last night, it was only 10 o'clock and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like 3 in the morning. I'm so tired. <laughs> I, have been ha- I have been coming home from the week thinking... You know, getting dinner on the table, getting the kids to bed, and sitting down and finally relaxing. And I'm thinking, good God, I better go to bed because it's got to be like one o'clock in the morning and it's nine <laughs> or nine thirty. I will be glad when you know the sun shifts again, so that when the sun goes down, it is actually time for bed. <laughs> because this, there's just a lot. There's more oh upbeat gosh. energy. You feel like you can get done more during the day, and yeah, I, mm, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. It's, it's just lot. that time of year. It is. It's like we're starting to shift out of that like really dark winter, whatever. And but the weather here is like hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. I mean, you leave the house thinking it's gonna be warm because it was eighty yesterday, and then by the end of the day when you come out of work, it's like forty, and you're like, oh my god. I it's, and it's just like it's just it just wears on. It just wears on you. It's like stress for the body. <laughs> it's just stress for the body. Yeah. Well, and I kind of think of it like I'm still like in hibernation mode, but then the birds are chirping. <laughs> and you're like, shut the fuck up, birds. I'm hibernating. Like, you know, but they're trying to like, hey, it's t- time to come out of your shell or your cave or whatever. And I'm getting there, but I'm not ready. Yeah. Like I still, I still feel like I have like a week and a half of calmness. Um, like even my schedule, I felt the calm come in like a week ago mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, we're going to have like two and a half weeks of just steady, slow, steady, catch your breath, but like use your time wisely so that you can catch up so that when things are set on fire, then, like, yeah. <laughs> then you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I've been going, oh, I want to plant my garden. Oh, I want to plant my garden. And then I'm like, I can't plant my garden yet. What if it freezes again? And then I'm like, what if it doesn't freeze again? And then I could have been too. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Probably I have, to have work done. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes when I do that, I like start to get into the overthought. And I, I was like, 
you know, my husband's been amazing because he's been jumping on to taking over laundry, which is huge because he has the time now to contribute. And so he's like, oh, I'll do that, which I kind of always rescope and make sure like the delicates are in the delicates. And like he, he has a tendency to not fold things inside out. And so I noticed a couple times that, you know, I had one of my pants had like a sticker or some kind of residue or something that got stuck on my pants. And I'm like, that didn't happen when I do the laundry. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's more like just take the stickers off. Like check well, I don't your even think clothes. there was. I think I think there had to have been like a tissue or something that got in it or was in a pocket and like when you you know when things get turned side out now don't get me wrong there have been plenty of times where i've washed tons of crap that was in his pants because i didn't check the pockets like and then he's (laughs) like hey by the hell by the way like my card is broken now because you washed it so many times like oh my bad like it's fine but like like, the crap out of your pocket yeah but i love (laughs) the fact that he's jumping in and doing that but like I sat down to kind of mindfully go through and just do a once over check and I felt my brain scrambling through like ideas or thoughts just very much of like the paranoid ego going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then as soon as I like identified myself doing it, I go, well, one, that was a waste of time of thinking. Um, like <laughs> if that was energy you didn't need to output. And then second, I was like, what was the purpose of that? And then I was like, there really wasn't a purpose. Like there was, it was a distraction. It was taking you away from your like intuitive instincts. And I immediately just thought, thought to myself, okay, I will know when I'm supposed to do, I will know instinctively when it's time. Yeah. And I just need to be quiet enough within my thoughts to hear my intuition speak for me. Yeah, and that's, I've been experiencing that kind of thing probably since the beginning of the year. Just kind of like lots of chaos and lots of babble and lots of distraction and lots of inconsistencies in my thoughts since the beginning of the year. And, and like, not over anything. It's like I'm not stressed. Random. I'm like, I'm not, you know, there's, there's, like, my life is good. I have more time to do the things that I need to do um, because I switched up my schedule and, and still, it's just kind of like the busy brain. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, like just those moments of like, squirrel, wait, what? 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 Oh, over here. No, 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 no. I need to be doing that. No, no, no. I need to be doing this. Nope, nope, nope. Let's just do the laundry. Wait, we'll wait. <laughs> and I've had, to, I've had to learn how to um, go where the energy pulls, like where the vibration pulls me because there have been times where it's like, you know, I had this meal plan that I've been having to do for like a week and a half. But every time I start thinking about it, it's not the right time. Mm. And so I know that, like, it's, I need to get it done in the next two days, but I'm really feeling like Tuesday's the day. Like, it's, it's really interesting that it's like I will start or want to start or force myself to start. And then it's like I end up getting pulled to do something else. And so, and I, before it used to bother me and I used to push through and fight that urge and then force myself to complete it and sure it would get done, but I never felt great about it. And now I'm really starting to learn, okay, if my vibration is, my frequency is at the level out of a different task or project, that's the time to do it Mm -hmm. because then it's actually going to come out gold rather than half-assed. 
Yeah. And what do you do with that? You just go with the instinct, right? Go with it, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I ended up getting invited to this baby shower um, of a client of mine that I hadn't seen for like quite some time, but it was very cute because, you know, she's going to be a very young mother, not, not, she might even be a year older than when I was, when I had Leo, Um, but still it was a young, being a young mother Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I just kind of, it always takes you back. And I love how when you have these baby showers, you get this collection of women in the room that start sharing their stories, like either their birth stories of their kids or their birth stories of them, or, you know, the origin of their name or, you know, like funny, funny ties to it, which is really, really fun because, you know, it doesn't matter if you know anyone because everyone's just openly telling their story and their funny things and you're entertained by the time that goes past. It's just sharing. And, um, it got to towards the end, which I always am one of the people that, um, you know, I don't need it. I don't need the attention and I don't need the, you know, the, I don't know the way that everything gets set up and everyone's like so polite and dainty and whatever. And I'm always just, I, I'm the one at a wedding and a bridal shower or a baby shower, bridal shower, whatever, what have you want to go rogue on gifts. I never stick to the registry, not because I don't care what the person wants. I don't like registries because they get notified when someone bought something. So they know they got it. They just don't know who it's from yet. And it kind of takes the element of the surprise away because they see it. And I don't like that. Second of all, I really like to get something that's super useful that they may not have thought of that I know could totally be beneficial, that it's like that quick little, like, oh my God, this is awesome. But I also will get a gift that is about self-care. So like with a bridal or a baby shower, everyone's always thinking about, you know, the wedding and getting the couple set up. Well, I'm sorry, but weddings are fucking stressful as shit. And it's like, why are we not getting that bridal a reset package? Here's a little face mag. Here's some little booties. Have a day where you can just kind of pamper yourself at home and unwind and just relax for a minute. Like same thing for a baby shower. Like the poor freaking person's having to slap on a fake face of happiness when they're dying in the inside because their body's bloating and they're like, and it's so much pain. And then you're sitting in a freaking wood chair on display opening gifts to make everyone else happy and all you want to do is take a fucking nap and it's just like so my whole thing is hey here you go here's a pamper kit like here's one thing that'll be an immediate use that's good for you it benefits the kid fine then here's a little treat back so like go take a fucking bath and like and put a mask on and actually i don't know make sure you can feel your body again and feel a little bit nicer and have some relief like that's the type of person I am. Yeah, if I ever have to go into those shower things again, I'll be calling you to be like, "What am I getting?" Because I hate those things. Well, well and the thing, and it's not, it's not like this. The thing is, like, I always went up to the bride at a wedding and said, "Okay," or a funeral, even a funeral. I'll go up to the widow and I'll say, "You do not one. You just have to look at me, and you need to take a deep breath, and I want you to just take the time to enjoy silence." You don't have to talk to me. We're just going to exist right now so that you can have a minute of a fucking break from talking to all these goddamn people. And then they just kind of look at me and they're like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm just like, okay, now question. Have you eaten? 
do you need something to drink? I will be more than happy to go get that for you. And so, and like, like I don't need, I know who the person is. I know them really well. I don't need to have the formality conversation of, oh, like whatever. They're going to be missed so much. Right. They heard that 60,000 times. You already know how I felt about you and the person. Like, but right now in the moment, what is it that you need? Let me see what I can do to provide what you need. So I've always been that like different, like weird person that does that and it was kind of interesting today because you know I waited you know I didn't wait to like jump in and have conversation but I just I was selective with my approach and um interestingly enough like right as I'm speaking with her the baby started shifting into a place and I said okay do you mind if I kind of work with that for a second she's like please like because he's killing my ribs so I immediately just put my hand on to kind of introduce myself and my energy and said hey you know what I was like you know just communing with the baby just being like dude you need to like your mom's dying here you got to kind of chill out a little bit can you stay in your space she'll stay in her space and we'll like coexist together and sure enough immediately I was like sweetie you need to tell him, I'll respect your space if you respect my space and we'll be fine. And I was like, those are the words you need to use with the baby and just talk with him. And then she's like, okay, but how can I get like the pressure off? I said, do not be afraid to firm it out and push a little bit in one area to help shift him. Because he's in there just like, like whatever. And it's okay <laughs> for him, like, you know, but I, but it was really cool because this was really the first time where I actually could feel the, the baby's energy through the womb. I've never, I never really did. I always respected the womb space and I never really like put a hand. And this time I actually like went in and I was like, oh, I like his vibrate. He, I could totally tell where she was, where the dad was, how it blended into the kid. And I could immediately just sense that energy. And I was like, oh, that was fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. It'll be fun to see how it transpires, but. Yeah, I I mean, like, they had very cute little cards that were, like, you know, the the make your your uh, prediction on when the, ba- like, height, Good. weight, date, all of those fun things. And then they, you know, had this cute one of advice to give, like, um, what do you hope the child will learn or all these different things. And I went deep. I went straight for the jugular on, like, <laughs> on life tips. And, you know, like I said, like, what do you help to learn? I was like, it's okay to be you. You know, it's okay to exist, you know, like, and it was kind of funny because I, I don't know the dad, but on there it said kind of like, you know, what do you hope that you get from the mom, you know, and then I was like, oh, her smile and her sweetness. And then like the guy, I don't know him. So, so it's like, what do you hope that he gets from his dad? And I was like, balls. <laughs> <laughs> sure hope so yeah <laughs> i was like well i was like you could have that in both ways not just the physical aspect but right. like also a guy a man's man that has some cojones yeah, i'm just you saying said strength <laughs> yeah but i don't know if he's a sissy <laughs> you, know. you know what i mean like why would like what if he's a poindexter and then you're just like his strength and then you're like who the fuck are you talking about that's not him like i don't know that he is oh that's funny yeah yeah Baby showers have not been a fun experience for me because when my friends were having babies, I was going through that 
oh my gosh, I, I want to have children and time is running short and I haven't found the guy. And so I spent more time in the bathroom with tears in my eyes trying oh my to God. just get through baby showers. So for me, baby showers were not fun. Um, at this point, you know, with the next generation, when my kids, when my friends' kids started having babies, it's like, then I can appreciate baby showers. You know? Right. Because the <laughs> but, time's passing. But for me, they were, they were traumatizing. You know, and by the time I hit, you know, 40, 42, I was kind of over it. But by then, all my friends were done having babies. <laughs> but, you so. think, but you think that's because of, like, you know, the way we envision our life before and where we think it's going and then coming to the realization that it's not. Sometimes I, what you envisioned? I think it was a combination of like biological clock of like, you know, my body is going through those hormonal processes of like, oh my God, I need a child because that's what this body does. That's what it was built for. Yeah, but you get from, um, and it's, two, it's like, like a dupe effect though. Well, and, but on top of that, like, you know, my, my parents wanting grandchildren and those sort of things and you know around that same time it's like my brother was starting his family and he had small children and um like I said uh, my close circle at the time um they had all you know gotten married and were starting you know to yeah. have and they were all pregnant and having babies and and I had actually ended ended my re- relationship with my fiance and so it's like I was devastated from that and then everybody else is having babies and that was one of the reasons that I, that in my mind I was kind of like well he doesn't want that and so I need to find someone who does and then that just wasn't happening so it was just all of the just like all of this stuff of going through your 30s and being like this is when you're supposed supposed to get married and have children and families and all that sort of stuff and it just didn't happen for me and Honestly, it's like looking back, I never, especially when I was a kid and even in my early 20s, I I never visualized myself as mom and having kids and raising babies. And that was never something before, like like I said, before my biological clock shifted. That, was not, that wasn't something that I was like, oh, yeah, I want that. As a matter of fact, in my 20s, I was like, yeah, no, 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 not yet. Maybe never. <laughs> yeah. And and so it's like I look back now and I'm like, I'm completely okay with it now. But for me, back then, it was like, oh, my gosh, shoot me now. Well, and it, I find it interesting because there's so many more women of today that don't want children. Um, some of it has to do with not wanting them to come into the world that they're – the world that it is what it is right now. Right. Um, some of them is that they – like being selfish and they like I mean like they they own up to being selfish and wanting to take trips and wanting Mm -hmm. to know where their you know their money and their different things are going and um not that they are selfish individuals they just like being able to be a singlet and grabbing and going and doing when they want um and some of them you know it's heartbreaking because they did want kids and then it just didn't happen because of the internal dynamics of you know things not catching or um it just not being for them and you know in that it's I always kind of look at it it's like you know you've got this gorgeous process of life but it's like so much of unknowing and so much of uncertainty and so much of not even really knowing what the path is and then all of a sudden I mean even like my daughter she was a four percent chance birth control baby like she was you know, that was when the pill was the regular and, uh, now what the regular is like a 2% chance, you know, like, so they've, you know, enhanced their, 
like protection, <laughs> consumption, whatever the hell it is. And then, you know, it is, but it's like, I mean, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I didn't believe it. I took fucking seven pregnancy tests in less than 24 hours. Because I looked at it and I was like, you're fucking kidding me. And then took another one. I'm like, that's not funny. Try again. Like, <laughs> like and it just like, you're kept, like, no, really. No, no, it's that's not, wrong. that's not it. It's a, it's false. That's yes. not even going to happen. It's a lie. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh-uh. And so, like, so that's what happened. And like, but the thing is, is that like when you meet her, she's just a force to reckon with. Like she was coming whether I was prepared or not. Yeah. And like, and that shit just happens. Like, you know, um. It's it's very cool on how life has that amazingly beautiful quality of just smacking you in the face and saying, ha here. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And, you know, the, the, there's a piece of me that goes, uh, had I really meant to have children, it wouldn't have mattered if I was on birth control. It wouldn't have mattered. But, you know, the fact was that it wasn't like I was always perfectly safe when it came to pregnancy mm-hmm. and I never got pregnant. Even when I could have, you know, right. it just, it just never happened. So, you know, and, and then, like I said, you know, the, the baby showers is what started all of this. And there were those experiences that were very, very hard for me. And, um, because, you know, like I said, you know, I went through a period of time where I really did want children and, but I didn't want to have them by myself. Right. Right. You know, right. it's like, I never wanted to be a single mom. I never wanted to be a single mother. Oh my gosh. I, I, my heart goes out to single moms yeah. and single dads too, for that matter. But yeah, you, I you am impressed to, by them. Yeah. It's, it's something that it's like, I, and, and I know most of them never went in going, Oh, I want to be a single mom. No. Um, but, no. but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know how I would function in, in their shoes. I, I just, I don't. <laughs> me and a dog sometimes is enough <laughs> <laughs> well your dog is like a human child i mean or at she least is. her she's intoler- like a little four-legged she's a four-legged furry child <laughs> yeah she her intelligence level is uh keeps you on your toes let's just say she's taught me a thing or two that's for sure and then i'm like fuck man i'm a bad human like i need to get my shit together this dog's gonna correct me real quick well you know i kind of look at it now and i'm like you know this is the way it was always meant to be you know it's like she was always meant to be my child and Mm -hmm. and you know there's days where i i cry ahead of time because it's like when you know other people's kids are graduating and going off to college mine's gonna be dead but (laughs) and i could laugh about it and be like you know i'm a silly human that loves my dog so much i don't want it to die when it's 18 even though by 18 she would be like a you know 136 yeah. year old <laughs> well and that and that's the thing is like okay you know rudy and i've talked about you know like i'm starting to get into i don't want to say grandma brain because i definitely am not trying to set that on fire anytime soon um but like i'm starting to get into the mentality of like what kind of life do we want to create for the next crew yeah, if is. and that's the thing is we don't know we don't yeah. know if they you know like my son said to me sometime you know like hey mom would it bother if you I didn't get married or have kids and I kind of said well I don't think it matters how I feel about it because it has to do with your life choices not mine right um like would I want you to be able to experience what it feels like absolutely um however if you're feeling that that's not something that's for you or doesn't line with you i'm not gonna put pressure on you 
to do that. I think sometimes he sees how um, I've, I've even addressed that very significantly, especially since my husband and I are so very much true soulmates. And, um, you know, even when we do have our rocky moments as marriage does, because it's just humanity and ego getting in the way and just sharing life together and marriage is marriage. But, you know, when we, you know, he's watched us and I think he's always kind of just subliminally like put this pressure on himself to find a relationship that's like ours. Um, and not that I don't want that for him. I want all my kids to be able to kind of find their soulmate, but at the same time, that's not for everybody's life path, right? Sometimes you end up settling or you just find someone that's a good friend and share a life together and whatnot. But I, you know, I never wanted him to feel the pressures to be us. And I never wanted him to feel the pressures that, you know, if he didn't do what we were doing, that that wasn't correct or that wasn't right. Because he's going to do what he needs to do for himself. And I want all of my kids to be able to do that. Now, definitely they would love to be a grandmother, but at the same time, like fate never, you never know where it's going to go. Like my aunt and uncle would be amazing grandparents and not, and they don't have a single one. And they're now starting to get old to the point where I think they're even wondering, Oh, how much involvement can I have as a grandparent? Because they're the type where they would want to go play and rough around and do all the fun little things and take them for weekends. And they can right now, but like, if my cousins keep waiting, that time frame is going to close. Yeah. Um, how much participation they can be involved in. Yeah. And, you know, it's like for those of us that don't have kids, it's kind of like I get to look at how have I been a contribution to young people's lives around mm-hmm. me? You know, and it's like for me, it's like I have an employee that is literally the exact same age that had I had children when I was married would be her age. You know, so it's like, how can I contribute to her life? And, you know, what impact have I had on my niece and nephew? And, you know, the other children that have come into my life that were either, you know, a friend or someone that I dated's child and, you know, whatever it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, who have I gotten to be for those even though they weren't my children? Um, and, And through that process of just... You know, it's like at at this point in my life, I kind of look around and it's like I do get to kind of have that fun grandparent role. Yeah. You know, for for some. You could be the fun aunt. Yeah. Or or the fun aunt or, you know, whatever it is for those younger generations. Because the older that I've gotten and the more that I, you know, have really gotten close relationships with people in my world. At some point, it's like family's not about blood, never has been. Family's about the people you choose. Right. And, uh, you know, which a lot of times are the sole contract people that we've already committed to before we jumped into our life experience. Exactly. And, and I, I look at my sister and, um, you know, she's an, she's another one that, that doesn't have children of her own, but she married a man that had two boys and one of them's 10 years younger than her. And the other one's 20 years younger than her just because he's a little bit older than her. Okay. (laughs) And, um, the oldest one of those two boys has children now and she's getting to be grandma to yeah you know his oldest son's kids and you know i seriously doubt the other one will ever have children he might he might surprise us but yeah um you know but it's it's like she loves being that and she you know even though they're not biologically hers and and there's you know lots of people out there that can relate that they have children that aren't biologically theirs that are just their, you know they're, they're still, still their, their children, children the same right? you know my oldest and, is that 
Yeah, and I, and the same, I still refer to him as number one because he's the first. And the same thing too for you know grandkids. It's like they don't have to be, they don't have to be the you know traditional, right biological offspring, um, sort of thing. And and in the end, like I said, it comes down to, you know, what legacy do you leave behind, and how do you how are you contributing to those generations? And um, I don't know. It's an honor to, to kind of watch kids grow up and I get to be a part of the lives of my friends' kids. Yeah. Well, and I, what, it's interesting because like my, um, my uncle, I think, I don't think he had anticipated where his life was. He's always kind of been the bachelor guy and, um, you know, most of the women he dated, they always ended up looking sim- similarly, basically. Um, and, over the years, I mean, it went from, okay, he was state, like he had married someone that was around his age. And then, then when that didn't work out, then the next one was, you know, actually I think my husband's age. So, I mean, that was about a 10, 12 year difference or something like that. And then the one after that was like 16, 17 year difference. And then now he actually has gotten remarried and it, it, I mean, I believe he's 16, she's 25. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So, it, and now I, you know, at first, you know, it, it was kind of like, Oh, there you go again. Like he's doing his thing or whatever. And I've been watching her posts on Instagram and I really like her. Like I really, she has you could tell she's got a great heart. She's family values are significantly important. She has a young six, seven year, six, seven year old daughter, maybe, I, maybe even five. I'm not even entirely sure because I haven't met her yet. Um, but it's interesting because her posts are of her daughter with my uncle and he is really diving in and getting the father like experience and even though he has a son Mm -hmm. um who's now 20 22 um my cousin bobby i think is 22 even though he already has a son and he's starting his own path when he was a first-time dad i mean there was a lot of nannies and you know he was deeply rooted into the different companies that he was doing and doing the different things and um, it wasn't that he wasn't involved. It just wasn't, he wasn't as hands on. And this person for him, like, I mean, you should see the post. I mean, I went from looking at the post to cringing a little bit because of just my own, you know, like I kind of, I did figure out that it wasn't, you know, is like, you know, I came up with a slogan that I can't even remember to think of it now, but it was really just focusing on the fact that age is just a number of our existence and it's not about our soul bond. It's not about our personalities and it's not about that. And so I, I kind of had already come up with that. I had that come in as a download, you know, like age is just a physicality of our existence. And as I allowed that to kind of simmer in my head and then I'm watching her post of their life together and I'm now getting to the point where I'm like, oh, like, because I mean, I'm finally able to see him experience things that I always really wanted my uncle to be able to experience that, you know, and he's, he's not the, he's the bachelor guy. He's the, (laughs) I'll give you a quarter if you get me a beer, like from, you know, the fridge or whatever. And I'm like, what? 
Like that, I mean, that's kind of how he's always been the fun guy. He's always been the party guy. He's always been that. And, um, and it's funny because I mean, even the commitments for family, you know, like he <laughs> bought it, bought and did fu- the fundraiser for my daughter. My daughter's had thousands of fundraisers. And then out of the blue, he ends up purchasing for a fundraiser and instead of buying like three bags of popcorn, he buys like 24 bags of popcorn. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah. are you kidding? Like, good job. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely, that was all your influence. Good job, babe. Like, you know, and I, but I just, I'm very excited for him and I'm very excited to see how that goes. And, um, and I, it's, it, I'm seeing so much enlightenment and happiness and, you know, evolvement from it. And it just is very beautiful to watch. And it's like, even though we're not involved or invested or haven't seen them, you know, like we don't, we have no idea what their life is like on the day to day, but it's just being able to see, you know, that growth and expansion, especially when we get the opportunity to have influence of, you know, our younger clients or you know mm. our friends kids or whatnot and it's it's kind of beautiful to watch them grow and step into their own and figure out who they are and see where they're gonna go it's yeah. very rewarding absolutely and they're not your responsibility the clients part. that's a bonus yeah <laughs> so i was gonna say it's a bonus it's a little it's bit like of bonus. bonus kids yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> i guess that, that's the fun part for me is like oh yeah i get to be a contribution and leave a little bit of a legacy and at the same time uh, not my responsibility <laughs> yeah you can take a nap when you want to That's right. and enjoy it you can take and, a nap. and be fine yeah and it's okay mm-hmm. exactly. score yeah. yeah well and it's just like i i look forward to the opportunity of like what do my kids have in store with their life where are they gonna plant themselves where are they gonna grow within society where what what is going to be their part you know are they gonna take an energetic healing approach are they gonna defy and deflect and run away from like from the openness like you just don't know what their process is and they each one of everybody's completely different and they have to go through it and um i think the best thing is just to honor their process and honor allow them the space to mindfully go through it the way that they need to go through it without judgment or um backlash of you know making them hindering their expansion yeah um and that's the only way i can really think of it i mean even which each one of the kids i mean little rudy's totally of more of uh was raised in more of my egocentric because you know, I still had my gifts and I was aware of them, but I wasn't fully open, awake and aware. And then my daughter was really a half, half physicality, ego and half, um, like awake and abilities expanding, um, like several upgrades in her, in her, um, in her childhood. But I didn't know that they were upgrades um, at the time. <laughs> at the time, it just felt like trauma. Yeah, it did. All of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was perfectly fine walking from work, going to the bedroom to change my clothes to get comfy. And then, like, all of a sudden, I'm laying my ass can't move on the ground because I can't breathe and I'm not well. And Rudy's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I have no freaking clue. I can't. But I cannot move from the spot. 
I have to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, but you're still in your work clothes. I'm like, well, then you're going to have to take those off of me because I can't move right now. <laughs> or just leave them on. Whichever. Just Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think that day I actually crawled into bed in my work clothes and slept for seven hours straight. Wow. Um, and like, and then he kind of came and was like, honey, um, you're still in your work clothes. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, then, my, you know, Kai, he's during the awake, you know, all full, me being fully awake, fully aware, fully, you know, even dealing with upgrades and things like that and coaching him through mindfulness, which is great. But then occasionally he just has those moments where he's like, mom, you don't make any sense. Like, <laughs> you're like, maybe someday I will. <laughs> well, but then I'm, maybe not. But then I'm also wondering, I'm, I'm also wondering, debating like, okay, am I not making sense because I may be missing some components that he understands much more easily? <laughs> or is it that he just doesn't understand the logistic language because energy is not a physical description to them. Right. They do it so naturally and it's, just part of who they are like so is he he's six now Mm -hmm. okay when does he turn seven august fire yeah because he's right in that age where they're starting to shift out of you know everything just goes into my subconscious into actually having like a barrier of I don't choose to believe that, or I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it doesn't just go in as easily. So especially as he gets influenced by classmates in school and other things, he may start just being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, And at the same time, he's such a sensitive kid. He may still like look at the rest of the world and go, wait a minute, there's a disconnect here where that's not my experience of it, but you're telling me this is what it's supposed to be. Right. And, and you know, it's like, it's just one of those wait and see, like how he manages and handles that. That's part of the fun of it. Yeah. Well, and lately the whole thing, the thing that we're trying to get him to understand is, um, really what you want to, what you want to experience is what you need to project out into the world. Um, because there's been a couple of times where, Apparently he's not doing this with my husband, which either could be my work schedule or it could just be the fact that, you know, it's bedtime and he wants more time with mommy before he goes to bed. So he's creating excuses to spend more time. But it's like some occasionally he has a friend that gets really into the feels like he'll he'll get stuck in his emotions and he and his parent. It does not seem as though his parents help him navigate through those emotions um, and so he very much harnesses them, sulks, holds, um, and represses and holds on ex- to them. Yeah, a lot of that. And so, you know, and then sometimes lately it's been projecting outward um, to do place blaming yeah. um, so that he doesn't have to experience the emotions. He needs to just get them out and processing. And so we've, you know, my son and I have had some very many conversations of, you know, like, hey, your buddy gets in the feels, he gets stuck in his feelings and they stay on him. And it's like, so you got a couple of choices. One, he can't project and do place blaming with you. Like try to point the finger because that's not how it works. I said, so you can either just leave him be and let him process through his feelings. Cause sometimes we just need time to process our feelings or you can assist, but do not uh, comply so much that, you're doing 
all the things he's asking to do to get what he wants. Like, you know, like don't don't take sole responsibility for his emotions. His emotions are his to go through. They're yeah, not yours they're to not go yours through. And it's not your responsibility. Exactly. And so so we've been having those conversations and he's actually been doing a really good job migrating through that with his friends. Um, but it's I've noticed that sometimes it's like he may have had an idea or wanted to do something for the day and then you know, didn't actually get to do what he wanted. And so then he starts saying, well, I was supposed to do this. And then this didn't happen. I was like, Hey, hold on. You know, everything has its place in time. We don't necessarily know when that's going to happen. So sometimes it happens the way we think it's going to. Sometimes it doesn't, but you're exact. Everything's fine. We're happy. We're safe. We're healthy. We're in a good environment. There's nothing else for us to do except just exist. And so you know, he's understand. You know, like it's it's frustrating to a six year old because he's like, I just want to play with my fucking toys. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, or I just wanted to snuggle for like five more minutes. And it's like, okay, well, let's snuggle for five more minutes. But when it's bedtime, it's bedtime. Like we have to we have to get to the things. But it is it's so funny. I mean, in the dynamic, the perspective of him is so you know, like he's like, oh, I have so many things to do. Well, what do you need to do, buddy? He's like. I gotta eat breakfast. I gotta go to school. I gotta play with my friends. I gotta try and play my game with my sissy. <laughs> then I've gotta eat dinner. And then, oh my God. You know, like, and then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that'd be nice if that was your schedule, right? I was so, yeah. I'm like, um, I think we should just trade places. And there have been times where he has been like, I've been like, hey, can you go grab this? And he's like, mom, my legs are tired. I've had a long day. And I'm like, <laughs> and just like, okay, then I'll just not make dinner because I'm tired too. And he's like, fine, I'll go get it. <laughs> so there was one time that was so funny that he was in his room and he's so frustrated and he's like, <sighs> and I'm like, buddy, what's wrong? He's like, it was just a really long day and I had pooped twice today. And I was like, Oh, good to know. Good, good for you. Yeah. That's quite healthy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Twice today. Like, ah, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> Twice. Goodness. Good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish that, I wish we could just go into work and people are like, how are you? I pooped twice today. It was a long day. Like, I do go into work, and I ask people about that, and they do tell me. Yeah. <laughs> we have weird jobs. I, I do have weird jobs. We, we talk about poop. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're not sending me pictures, I'm pretty fine. I have, I have never had anyone send me pictures, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have gotten a text message on occasion that um, I think of you every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that one makes me feel good. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't got that one. Yeah. Yeah, in the app I use with my clients, occasionally I do have someone that's like, oh, it was satisfying. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's good. Actually, actually, that's the funny part is that I think I made a post on uh, Facebook or Insta and I said, oh, shit, you really know you're getting old when you're so excited to report your satisfying bowel movement. (laughs) Check. Check. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It felt complete. (laughs) So funny. I'm I'm interested to see how some of our younger youth 
being that they're becoming more energetically inclined and they're having more freedom to uh, navigate through what's going on with them on a spiritual level, I, I wonder, they have to be more in tune with their bodies than we said we probably were in our 20s. Don't you think? Uh, not necessarily. Hmm. And, and I say that because... I, I mean, especially when I look at the older generations I know that were not the norm, but very spiritual, right? You know, the ones that, you know, they have grandkids now that are growing up in that, you know, spiritual culture, mm-hmm. but they're so disassociated from the physical bodies. And so their physical bodies are deteriorating a whole lot more because they spent so much time in the energetic and the mind and the spiritual concepts that they weren't paying attention to the physical. Wow. You know, that there, that there was actually a maybe, Disconnect. maybe even a disassociation, okay. like a separation from, from the two. So it's like, I hope that, um, the generations coming up are more integrated to where they, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, my spiritual self is more clear in allowing me to have full self-expression when I take care of my physical body too. Right. You know, it's like, I hope that that's what's coming, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's just a struggle. Even working with adults, it is a struggle just to get them to like, let go of foods that are bad for them. You can educate them. You can educate them on all of the points of like, why this food is bad for you why this is bad for you. And they, and then they flat out say, but it's just so hard. And I'm like, is it, <laughs> is it hard compared to dying of heart disease? Is it hard comparing to going through chemo and radiation? Is it hard compared to what your family's going to experience if you drop dead at the age of 59 from a heart attack? That answer is no. Right. And, and yet we are so addicted as a culture two foods mm-hmm. and um you know it's like i could i could go off on my soapbox on that a while longer but at the same time it's just kind of like the point is like i hope that the generations coming up learn before we did yeah you know not not in their 30s when their health is falling apart and they can't get pregnant or in their 40s when you know they had their first heart attack and you know <laughs> or I, whatever it is I've i mean it's more, like you know, i've had more young adults between the ages of 23 and 28 come because they are suffering from significant pain yeah um and they don't know what to do they're completely lost on how it even transpired they're completely lost on you know, caretaking, any of that. And it's, I mean, and we're talking, these are usually pain sensors that are like 40 plus. Yeah. You know, like normally I'm seeing those kind of injuries in my 45 year olds and above, you know, and it was just like, oops, you know, dad, like dad can't do the kid things anymore. <laughs> like whatever. Got to yeah. take care of my dad bod. Like those types of injuries are coming up. At 20 At 20, like, between 23 and 28, like, highly significant. Yeah. And that has so much to do with, you know, what's in, what's in our foods. Yeah. What's in our, you know, diet. What's in our environment. What's in our lifestyle that, you know, we thought we were doing the right things. But, you know, the, the reality is 
And again, I could get on my soapbox. We were duped by marketing mm-hmm. for, you know, huge food corporations or huge, you know, lobbyists that uh, lobbies that supported oh, you mean pesticides it, and chemicals. It's not okay and all to have stuff. candy cigarettes and bubble gum that looks like a tobacco chew package. <laughs> That's not okay. I, you know, <laughs> but here's here's the thing. I had those growing up, and oh yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, we totally did, and. I I know you're the shit. I never <laughs> I never ever wanted to smoke cigarettes because I remember being in the back seat with my grandparents chain smoking in the front seat. Ugh. I remember, you know, us traveling on road trips and my dad, you know, rolling down the window and smoking, you know, with out the window even though it was still being blown into the car, right? So it's like I I grew up with that. You know, I watched my grandfather, who worked in a refinery and smoked cigarettes until he had lung cancer and had part of his lung removed. You know, it's kind of like, I I, I lived with that. Yeah. I grew up with that. And it was just never something that I had any interest in because I saw the effects of it. Yeah. And I also could understand the addiction of it. And the more that I... Um, you know, saw the the more that I come to came to understand like the processes of trying to get off of cigarettes. You know, once you were older, and I, you know, I watched my dad go through that. He he tried to quit smoking, as he would he say, he trying. quit smoking every single morning when he woke up, and by noon he was back to it. Right. You know, <laughs> and there were times where he actually did quit smoking. But he would quit smoking literally when we were about to leave on a road trip. Yeah. And then by noon, he was so angry with everyone that we wanted him to smoke. <laughs> yeah. I remember that's how Rudy was. It was bad. It, it was like. It's bad. It was bad. It was and, bad for everyone. Yeah. And it was so. not. It was. Yeah. That was not fun at all. It's And, and then you look at. Oh, okay. Vaping is worse. Yeah. You know. It may not be worse for the people around you. I don't know, but well, that's the thing is we don't know that we don't yet. know we, yeah, don't we don't know, know that yet. And the it, thing it so makes me mad that they're like, pitching it as if it's safe, and it's like we don't have the long history to yeah. even know if the effects the secondhand vape has. Well, the reality is, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's it's like inhaling chemicals into your lungs. That don't need to be there. And exhaling chemicals for other to breathe in. And Yes. It's like it just doesn't need to be there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure how we got on this rabbit hole, but hey. <laughs> do do we ever know how we get on the rabbit hole? I never holes? know how we get out. Yeah. So, somehow we can follow it somewhere. I'm about- sure it was me that went, you know, ooh, squirrel. Um- <laughs> I don't know. I do that all the time. I think I, that's where I like to live there. Yeah. I like to live in squirrel mode. Squirrel so, mode. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I... I can speak it. I'm not a squirrel, yes. but I do like to live in it on occasion. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I have lots of friends that are squirrels and speak squirrel fluently. Yeah. And then I can translate. And I actually, when I introduce them to other people, I'm like, she's kind of a squirrel, but I can translate if you have a hard time following. But just to let you know, and they're like, a squirrel. And I was like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, But don't worry, it'll come back around. You just never know when the dots. You don't know when the connection will be. You just have to mindfully take notes all scattered brain sensors. Yes. It'll uh, come back around eventually. It will. You yeah. will come back around. All right. Well, thank you for uh, coming and joining us today and embracing your inner wild. Yes. We need a tagline. I know. 
We need to figure that out. Yep. We should probably put some brain power into that. Mm. Brains. Brains. <laughs> Brains. <laughs> Brains.